Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Guess who's back? Guess who's back, guys? And I'm going basketball nerd status. Like, I've been kind of covering the surface. I need to get back in my bag, my sports bag. This is what most of my friends listen to this podcast for me to get my sports bag. I haven't gotten my sports bag. Okay? Okay? I am who I am. My name is my name. And welcome. Episode 51, Shooting the Shit with Sands. Let's get to the moon, baby. Let's get to the moon now. Shout out to my friends that are creators, Jay Tots, twitch.tv slash Jay Tots. That dude is, he's going to be running up some numbers. I'd say in the next year, Tosh is going to be running up numbers like nobody we've seen. All right. He's going to be running up some bands, running up some numbers. You know, it's just feel awesome for him. He's a badass at Call of Duty. Landon Holyfield, Orlando show, man. Also a minor league baseball player. My guy. That's my guy. That's my guy, man. Congrats to those two doing what they do. Um, and shout out to all you guys. Listen, I love you guys. And how are we doing today? Okay. How are we doing? Me? Just dandy. Just wonderful. Looking good as always. Got the, got the new chain. I, y'all, y'all know I've been flexing. Okay. Y'all know I've been flexing the chain. I will pause this video if the chain goes in my shirt and I will t- bring it back out. This thing dancing. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. They're dancing. Now, an announcement for the pod. I am scared to now do the song of the week. I got a a, a request from Anchor saying that they had to delete my podcast. That had to delete the podcast uh, two episodes because I had copyright infringement. But I looked up the copyright rules. And if it's like 30 seconds or less, like what I do, 40 seconds or something, it's not copyright infringement. But apparently, I, I'm doing it wrong or something. So you never know. Maybe my uh, podcast will never see Anchor again, and I'll just be on Spotify and shit, and y'all won't know the difference anyways. I just won't have any ads. But e- neither the hair there, you know? We're about to get into some nerd shit, but before that, we have a new member to the podcast family. Okay? He's a dog. He He's the... He's just a shooter. No kappa. No kappa. No kappa. Like, really, he's not a Kappa. Is it? Are the Kappas like. Don't they be like. Don't they bark at bitches and shit? He don't do none of that. But what he does do. I mean, he just cute as that. Look at this. This man's name is Buford. Now, he's got the, he's got the backward snap on. You know, Nene's sisters, right? They got me a gift card to build a bear. Had to build a bear up. Look at him, look at hey, Uh, 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 gang. Oh, shit. He got the moves, man. So we got a new member to the podcast fam, okay? Buford. Now, does that sound like a uh, racist white farmer? Yes. Is he? No, he is a fictitious teddy bear. That'd be hitting that, ooh, ooh. Whoa. Oh, shit, uh, uh. You? Oh, shit. Okay, let's put, let's put him down. <sighs> okay, how we doing today, guys? We alright? We alright? You got, you got your four minutes of bullshit from me. So, today on the pod, there's a huge trade in the NFL. I'm not going to cover it. Hate to tell you, not covering it. I probably won't cover the NFL until uh, probably before draft day or after draft day. And I actually may be in Texas for the draft. That's, that's what my honest plans are, but we'll see what happens. Don't want to get anybody too excited out there who listens. But... 
I'm going super nerd mode today with basketball, okay? I have every trade written down. Every trade. I'm talking. Let's see. What what do you want to talk about? Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett, I think his name is, for Troy Brown, Javante Green, Thice, and Gafford and Hutchinson. You want to talk about that? Because that's what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Hold on, let me turn this down. Oh, that's great. Okay. Too much light. Too much light at the beginning. Okay. So, the trade deadline was quite interesting. We had 16 trades in total. I believe it was 70 players or something like that. I forgot what it was. But trade deadline in basketball is always fun, right? Mostly a team where you know you're a contender like myself with the Heat. You know we're a contender in the sense that we just went to the finals and that's what we're looking to do again. A content, I wouldn't say necessarily a contender. I would say we're in win-now mode. So when you're in win-now mode, probably going to make some moves, mostly with an aggressive guy like Pat Riley, right? Make some moves, stuff like that. And I feel I don't feel bad for him, but I do feel like this – I don't know, like this sympathy and empathy because the, the Heat didn't, we didn't have to trade for a long time because we had Braun and shit. So I feel this empathy for people who are the odd men out of fans, you know, like their teams don't make moves or anything like that because it makes it quite boring if you're being honest. Like, oh, cool. That player went, Nikola Vucevic went to the Bulls. Cool. Like, why do I care? They just, my team sucks and we're not doing anything, you know? So. Yeah, man. Let's let's just get right into it, okay? So I'm not doing team by team. I'm not. I'd rather just I went through a website that had all the trades and I just wrote them down. I had every trade, guys. So we're gonna go through them. First trade. First trade is Dallas receiving Nicolo Melli and JJ Reddick, giving up James Johnson, and they had that young guy that they gave up as well. That was their uh he got a lot of minutes. I forgot his name. Um, but he was a pretty good young young player, but it's nothing crazy. I think Dallas obviously wins this trade, and Nicolo Melli hasn't been talked about. That dude's a skilled big. Excuse me. That Every podcast. It's because I drink these Red Bulls and shit. But he's a skilled big. That isn't being talked about, right? And I think with the, the Mavericks. Oh. Oh, well, I already went over that. Okay. So, J.J. Reddick is also injured. I think he has a heel injury, right? And I think what the Mavericks are looking at when they trade for J.J. is not just a guy that can shoot. I think they're trying to bring back what J.J. had with Joel Embiid with Porzingis to get him easy buckets and get some easy shots that don't include Luka, who I think every shot's pretty easy for Luka because he can get whatever he wants, but don't include a step-back jumper or a contested fadeaway. They want some easy buckets for Porzingis to get him going. And I think that's what they're trying to do, trying to revitalize that uh, Joel Embiid, J.J. pick-and-roll, which cannot be cannot be duplicated just based on the fact that that was literally, literally like the highest net offense in the league for two years, I believe. I think Kim and J.J. off pick-and-rolls efficiency-wise was like, the highest two-man gain. I think it was like number three all-time or something like that. And it was definitely number one while they were playing. So I think the Mavs win that trade. I don't – like James Johnson's cool, you know what I mean? And J.J. really didn't fit there. They have a lot of iso ball players with – and it, they have iso ball players and their pick and rolls don't run through J.J. J.J. was never a ball handler. 
JJ is more than a spot-up shooter, man. JJ can come off a screen, make a jumper and on the elbow. He's a very good player. He's an underrated passer, all that. So I think that he wasn't getting his role. He wasn't in the right role in New Orleans because everything's running through Lonzo, Zion, Brandon Ingram, right? And it just didn't seem to work out that well. So I think that that's a great move for the Dallas Mavericks. They get some three-point shooting help, and hopefully him and Porzingis can get a two-man game going while Luka's out off the floor and see what happens there. Because Josh Richardson has been lackluster on offense, to say the least. I think he's only averaging 12 to 13 points this year. Not playing well. Very inconsistent from three like I told y'all he would be. It's just one of those players where he is who he is, and he's always going to be who he is, if that makes sense. He's a three and deep. No, he's not. He's not. He's a defender that can have games where he can score 25, games where he can score eight, games where he will score 16. He's all over the place, right? Depends on the night. So, the next trade is, oh, guys, guys, I told y'all, P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo were guaranteed trades. And I told y'all, the Heat, the Heat are consistent in the players they want. We've wanted LaMarcus Aldridge for, since 2015. Wanted Kyle Lowry since 2015. Wanted to trade for Oladipo when he was on Indiana. We wanted Jimmy Butler forever. Right? We wanted Jimmy Butler forever. I actually have something on my phone. I have something on my phone. But before I get to that, I'm going to get to this screenshot, but I'm going to talk about this. So the Heat get Victor Oladipo. And the, but once again, if, the, if teams make multiple moves, I will then cover that move later. I'm not going to do all the teams at once. I know it's very inefficient that way, but I would rather just go trade by trade so you don't hear the same shit over and over, you know? So, Victor Oladipo gets traded for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk in a 2022 first-round pick swap. So, more than... <laughs> I would say... This is insane. I'm about to... More than anything in this trade, yes, don't get, don't get it twisted. You know what's crazy to me? The Heat win this trade by obviously a long shot. They get two rentals, first of all. They get two rentals because Pat Riley and uh, Greenberg, Andy Greenberg, I think his name is, the cap genius. Like, we should not have been able to sign Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo still. Like, the fact that we had this roster intact is amazing. The thing is, we won a trade. They lost their this trade deadline more than anybody who has the history of NBA. Listen to this shit. James Harden got turned into Karis LeVert, right? That's it. But what did Karis LeVert turn into? Basically, with the Oladipo trade happening, he turned into a 2023 second rounder and two rentals, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a pick swap. James Harden. Now, I had a talk with Chris. I did not get too involved. I try not to look at trade rumors a lot. Why is that, Hunter? Why do you say that? I say that because there's a lot of fictitious shit out there that's leaked by agents. So, Chris again told me, apparently, that Ben Simmons' agent told him, listen, you're getting shipped to Houston. You're getting shipped to Houston for James Harden. And the Rockets declined. The Rockets declined that. Oh my God. At, this shit has turned... The Rockets have failed so bad. Like, so bad it is insane. You 
Oh, I don't even. I can't even. Fuck. Your mind can't wrap around how bad of a fuck up that is. I can't even make a bizarre analogy. It is a. It's a bizarre situation. You had James fucking Harden and turned him into what? Into what? Oh my God. But just, just for, for my sake, Victor Oladipo, he has not been himself over the course of the last two years, right? We're going to get to the heat part because I can't even describe the Houston part, right? So basically, we get Victor Oladipo, who is a guy who's going to fit in, to me, seamlessly with the offense. Victor Oladipo is not an over-ISO player. He's unselfish. He can hit threes. He can defend. He can run a pseudo-point guard position, which is beautiful, which is basically what he did on that uh, uh, indie team that went against LeBron into seven games. He was basically a pseudo-point guard. Um, they did have Justin Holiday, I believe, and TJ McConnell. I, was he there yet? I think he was there. No. I don't. I, either way, he was not the point guard, but basically he was. So that's a big deal for our team because that's what we're looking for. We need somebody that can create shots off the bench that is not Tyler Hero shooting 18 contested shots a fucking game. Even though if you saw the game last night versus the Blazers, these guys dunking in him are so much more comfortable. They are so much more comfortable without these trade rumors looming. They're just playing with some confidence. It's great to see. But Victor Oladipo, he's been balling. Last five games, I believe he's averaging 27 points, shooting over 50% from the field, hitting his threes. So he kind of knew he was getting traded. The the Heat have called two bluffs now. They said, Raptors, what the fuck are you doing? I'm going to get to them. Because people are saying the Raptors are smart for what they did with Norman Powell. And I'll get to that. I think it's a dumb move. Oh, I think it's a really stupid move. Even by the Blazers it is. But we'll get into that. But this comes down to the Heat got a guy they've always wanted. The Heat's fan base has been begging for uh, a new a change, right? And... This is what Pat Riley has done over the course of two years. He has turned Josh Richardson, Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard, Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, and Chris Silva into Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Trevor Ariza, uh, Bayinksa, which I'll get into, Bayinksa, I don't know how to say his name, and most likely LaMarcus Aldridge, while keeping Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Andre Iguodala, and Goran Dragic. So when you look at this, this Heat team now, we are very deep at wing. We have shooting. And we have guys who can... We have four to five guys on the floor at all times that can go get a bucket. On fucking... When Victor Oladipo may be the fourth best score, pure score on our team, next to Goran Dragic. You know how insane that is? Victor Oladipo is your third best player is amazing. Now, do we have one of those elite duos in the league? I believe so, but it's not an Anthony Davis and LeBron. It's not, but it's up there with those guys. Does that make sense? And now we have a true three-headed horse. So I think it's very interesting. The lineups we can throw out there are going to be really fun to watch. And I will tell you all this. I don't think anybody wants to fucking see us in the playoffs. I don't care. The Brooklyn, obviously 76ers. There's something there with the 76ers in us. 
it's almost like a rivalry because of the Jimmy thing. I know that sounds nuts, but the fan bases do not get along usually. Me and Chris kind of respect each other's teams, but mo- like in real life, like real life, but on Twitter and all the <laughs> the opposite of real life, social media, <laughs> they don't get along at all. So, but moving on. The next trade, we have another East-West uh, move, an inter-conference move. Not an inter-conference move, an inter-conference move. Um, we got Lou Williams. Wait, is that right? Interstate. Am I fucking stupid? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyways, I'm trying to be smart. I'm dumb. All right. The Hawks receive Lou Will, and Rondo gets traded to the Clippers. I do not get this move. Now, I understand apparently the Clippers need a point guard. I don't see that. When you have guys that are as skilled as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who Kawhi Leonard, by the way, people are not talking about his improvement as a playmaker. That dude's averaging a career high in assists this year. I believe he's at five assists a game, which is pretty damn good for him. I think he has only like one or two triple doubles, and one of them came against the Heat. Excuse me, guys. But other than that, you don't need a guy. Patrick Beverly can be your point guard and you can win a championship, in my opinion. You don't need a guy like distributing to the floor and stuff. And I understand they want a a really vocal leader because Kawhi is not one, which is a very shitty aspect to Kawhi. Uh, Oh, another note about Kawhi, a little fun note. Kawhi is very interested in, he's always been, he's talked vocally publicly vocally how are she gonna talk hunter how else how else are you gonna talk fucking braille jesus fucking morse code dude i'm an idiot why are you listening to me for an hour okay (laughs) jesus but we left enough cap space for to sign Kawhi leonard if this this shit with the clippers don't work and by the way if you forgot who did Kawhi want in L.A. before Paul George? Do you know? Jimmy Butler. Yes, that's a fact. He, he's he been asking to play with Jimmy Butler for a couple years. And it's funny how, you know how funny it is that all this toxic shit about Jimmy comes out. And then next thing you know, all these rumors. Oh, people love to play with Jimmy Butler. Like superstars. We want to play with Jimmy Butler. We want to play. We have to play with Jimmy Butler. He's so fun to play with. So fun to talk to. So fun you can tell he works his ass off. All that shit. Anyways, I don't understand this fucking move. I don't. Why are you trading Lou Will, who has the most bench points of all time? What bench scoring do you have? What bench scoring do the Clippers have? You tell me. Because I don't see it. That means they have some ungodly belief in fucking Terrence Mann. And who am I to shit on him because he destroyed... I'm not going to talk about that. Had a whole heat squad and we got beat by 20 by this fucking team. But I don't see what they see. I don't know why they're doing it. I understand. Build for the playoffs apparently. And I get that move in that sense. But at the same time, it's dumb. Rondo's only owed, what, 7.5? And I think Lou Williams is on a... Fuck, he's underpaid. I believe Lou Williams is super underpaid. I could look up his contract. I'm not going to. But last time I looked, I think I was like overwhelmed like wait what with how much he's so underpaid I don't understand the move I dislike the move I love the move for the Hawks oh my god excuse me Bogdanovich Danilo Trey Lou 
this is now now it could go two ways you could have a night where you're shooting fucking 68 percent from the field from those four or shooting 12 like literally shooting 10 percent out there but uh yeah man i i dislike the move for the clippers i truly do i love lou on that team he does something when your superstars aren't getting going that is that can keep you alive in games that rondo we know rondo has no capabilities like that but Moving on, this Boston Bulls Wizards through a trade is not interesting. I really don't want to touch on it, but I will because Arkansas players involved. Daniel Gafford. And I think uh, Tice going to the Bulls complements the Vucevic trade quite well. Um, so Boston gets Mo Wagner and Luke Cornette, I think his name is. Dear God, please be his name. Troy Brown goes to the Bulls with Javante Green. Don't know who Javante Green is. Sorry. And Daniel Tice. And then the Wizards get uh, Daniel Gafford and Hutchinson. Hunter Hutchinson, I think his name is. I don't know who that is either. Don't know. I think that's a guy that played at Michigan, but a guy at Michigan plays. No, wait. Is that dude that played at Arkansas? Anyways, I'm not even going to try to guess. Now, Mo Wagner, don't get the move with Boston. Don't get it. Don't understand what they're doing with moving Tice. Maybe they're too deep down there. Maybe believe in Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams more than Daniel Tice. But with Tice, you get a, a spread-out shooter who played very well in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. I don't get it. I don't get the move. I once I'm not gonna sit here and agree with all these moves. I don't get that fucking move. What Mo Wagner is fucking horrible at defense. He's horrific. He's horrific. That's why the Wizards were getting beat most of their games because they would just fucking barbecue chicken their ass, just like Bam did on Ennis Cancer last night. Like it's just one of those guys I don't understand. Uh, Daniel Gaffer is going to bring some defense to that Wizards team. It's He's not some crazy, amazing piece. I'm not going to sit here and try to blow smoke. Uh, Tice is the only guy I'm interested because he complements that team very well. They're going to have shooting in every fucking line that they put out there on the floor in Chicago now. And people forget, they this t- this 7 through 10 seed shit, it's available for everybody this year. It's available for everybody. It's not a, it's not a wildly uh, out-of-bounds thing to think that the the Bulls could be could be right there in the playoff mix. And now they have a combination of two players that average almost 60 points a game. So it's very interesting. Um, we're going to get into this next Miami trade. I'm going to take a commercial break, come back, break down the rest of the trades, all right? So Miami gets Bayinksa, and we give up Mo and Chris Silva, Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Now, people are going to look at uh, this dude's, I don't know how to say his name, Bayixa, Bay- I know it's not Bayalika. I know it's not Bayixa. That's what I'm saying. All right, Mr. B, Mr. Sacramento. <laughs> um, people are gonna look at his shooting splits this year and get the wrong idea. And this is not me being biased. His career from three is 39%. Now this year his role was not defined. He would play. Dude, go look at his game log. He would play 32 minutes, 16 minutes, none, 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 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Like Luke Walton, by the way, ain't a good coach. Ain't a good coach. That team is so fucking talented. They should easily be in the playoffs. That he, They should not be dancing on the playoffs. I know it's the West. I know what... They have De'Aaron Fox. Hassan Whiteside has played okay. He's I know he's their bench guy. Marvin Bagley's been doing well. Tyrese Halliburton is a fucking hooper. Buddy Heald... That team should be in the playoffs. Now, am I saying they should be a fucking three seed? No. But they should not be bad. You know what I mean? Like, when you watch them play, you're like, damn, they got some talent. But it just hasn't worked out. So his role was not defined in Sacramento. 
I'm excited to see what he can do in his defined role as po- probably the backup or he's going to play the starting four spot to spread the floor. And I'm excited to see what happens with that. So um, I'm excited about that trade. He's very skilled as well. Those European guys, man, they're skilled. They are skilled. They, they can pass. Once again, he fucking came out and torched our shit the last game we played him because he knew that the trade rumors already came out and we wanted him. So, But I'm excited about this new Heat team. Uh, it's great to see. After this, we're going to get into this New York Knicks-Philadelphia trade and tell you why George Hill, I believe, is a better fit than Kyle Lowry in Philly. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Okie dokie. So we have a three-way trade here. I'm just going to get right to the shit. It's going to be an hour-long pod. I'm excited. I'm getting my nerd shit right now. So the New York Knicks get uh, Vincent Poirier, who is eventually, I believe, released or waived one of the two. They get Terrence Ferguson, bounce house. He is a bounce house. He is an astronaut. He lives on the fucking moon with his hops. Uh, He is insane how athletic he is. Hasn't turned out to be a great player, even though one year in OKC, it seemed like he was improving his three-point shot. But he obviously wasn't going to get the chance to play with the in the places where he was like, he ain't going to get no opportunity. Um, Tony Bradley gets moved from the 76ers to OKC. Then Austin Rivers gets moved from New York to uh, OKC as well. Austin Rivers, man, this dude's been so fortunate. He's played in so many good cities. He finally went to where he belongs. No offense. You're a one-trick step-back Kezi. He's, he's, he fucking has had the same four moves since he was in high school. Since he was in high school, he's had the same fucking moves. And that's what he gets. He belongs in OKC. And then um, Ignit, we're, wait, we're going to say it. Ignis Brasdiknicks. Brasdiknicks. Now, I believe that was the guy. Wait, is he that stringy? I'm I'm Googling. I'm pretty sure he's that really lanky-ass, stringy guy. Hold on. Braz, Jesus, his name. Yes, Ignis. Oh, no, he's not. He's not the guy I'm thinking of. Nope, he's not. OKC was not getting rid of him. He was, he's been balling. I ain't look who he, who he is. But they get him and they get George Hill. Now, the thing I love about George Hill rather than Kyle Lowry, one, he's one-third of his salary, right? That's the the key component to me is he's one-third of the salary, does not take up a lot of cat space, and you're not forced into a one-year rental slash extension job with a 35-year-old point guard. And the thing is with older guys like George Hill, I look at them differently than a Kyle Lowry. Once again, I always ask myself why, and that's what I do on this podcast. Why, Hunter? Why is that? Because Kyle Lowry's mileage in minutes are much more treacherous than fucking George Hill's like 17 to 20 a night. And I think George Hill is in that situation where he's been in OKC, kind of, it's it's kind of an Iggy situation in Memphis last year. You know, it's like, he don't want to be there at his point in his career. Like, he doesn't want to fucking be there, dude, you know? And it just seems like I think it's going to be good for him. He shoots 39% from three. He's he's that guy. He's consistent. At one point, he was leading the league in three-point shooting. I think when he was on the Bucks, he was shooting like something like 43%, 44%. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that can really hit open shots. He's also shooting 62% on his drives, which he's going to have to have a lot of, in my opinion. Not, not in the sense, I wouldn't say drives. Right, I would say cuts, back cuts, getting open, shit like that. Because, because 
This is why he's a better fit than Kyle Lowry. This all comes into one. Kyle Lowry needs the ball in his hands. Kyle Lowry is not a spot-up shooter. Kyle Lowry is not any of that. Ben Simmons is, <laughs> he's that guy. Y'all know how I feel about Ben Simmons if you listen to this podcast long enough. I love him. I think he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. He is a point guard. Don't give a fuck how tall he is. Um, and when it comes to one of those guys, you have to keep the ball in his hands. Because Ben Simmons, without the ball in his hands, becomes bored, becomes uninvolved, and becomes a fucking defender that will have 12 points, and he's back to getting shit on again. And you don't want that because it's going to make him lack confidence. And I think Ben Simmons with the ball in his hands, the way that he's playing right now, without Joel Embiid out, people forget, bro, these guys, I think, are 10-1 and in March right now without Joel. Busting ass. Busting people's asses. And we talk about Toby. We talk about everybody but Ben Simmons because they hate him when he plays bad. Don't give him credit when he doesn't or when he does play well. And it's just funny to me. That dude's running the show. He's locking up the best player every fucking night. He's scoring the basketball. And he makes up for a post presence with Joel. I'm not saying he can score 40 down there, but he does have paint points. That's a big deal. And shout out to Tobias Harris too. But I think it's a way better fit. Way better fit than Kyle Lowry would be. Just based off accommodating your superstars, it's a, it's a necessity to accommodate them in the way where they don't feel uncomfortable. That's what happened with Jimmy to me. Jimmy and Ben did not mix because, and Jimmy talked about this on JJ Reddick's podcast when he had an interview. He talked about how it was. he thought it was fucked up. Jimmy thought it was fucked up and said that he would have a feeling too if he was Ben. He's like, how the fuck, why would Brett run the whole offense through Ben with the ball in his hands? And then literally when we get like four games out of playoffs, he's like, nah, Jimmy, you're the primary ball handler now. He's like, I'd be pissed off too. And I wouldn't like, it would make me like phase out of the game too. So it is what it is. I think it's a great fit. Now, I think that Philly fans wanted that. And George Hill is a good defender, but he's obviously not Kyle Lowry defense. And I don't think he's obviously not the player Kyle Lowry is. And I just think it's funny that Kyle Lowry didn't get traded in the first place because it was like the the main guy that everybody thought was getting traded was fucking Kyle Lowry. He's saying bye to the camera. Like, hey, bitch. They gave him a standing O. They're talking about he's the greatest player that's played in this franchise. He plays harder than anybody I've ever seen. And then he's, he comes back to practice the next day. What's up, bitches? <laughs> like, that's insane. Now, getting to, to me, a... How do I say this? A lateral move? Is that is that the right word? Like a lateral move straight, like no up and down to me? I don't know. I don't. Goddamn Red Bull was so good, but so unhealthy. But it is fucking good. Okay. Just like everything, everything good in life is unhealthy, it seems. If you want to be healthy in life, you got to have a shitty fucking life. I want to be, and I always look at these fat people. I know this is supposed to be trade. I look at these fat people and I truly go, you're fat and you're happy. Now, I love getting fat, but I'm never happy when I'm fat. But I will say, that's the thing. When I was depressed, my body, dude, my depression body, I was a fucking dime. My depression body, oh, I was so skinny, I wasn't eating. Oh my, dude, I have to get back to that. I have to. Don't tell Nia. Don't tell Nia. But I have to get back to my depression body. Something has to sadden me and bring me down to my lowest point in life. 
so I can look better. I don't want to work out. I just want to get sad. And I think that's respectable. I think it's respectable. I will do whatever it takes to make myself look good. I think it's respectable. Maybe not you, but me. I think it's respectable. Now, the questionable moves. This is a questionable move to me. Norman Powell goes to Portland for Rodney Hood and Gary Trent. And you're like, well, Norman Powell's a great player. I think he's a, I think Norman Powell's probably the best guy off the bench right now. Better than Lou, yeah. Because Norman Powell is a starter. You know, he's a legit starter. And they also trade away Terrence Davis, too. Um, this is why it's stupid. I, I don't know if it's the move, but it's that they made this move before Kyle Lowry got traded, which is stupid. That is stupid by the Toronto Raptors. Now, Portland obviously gets better, but Portland refuses. Holy fuck, they've had the same problem, and I picked them to be in my Western Conference Final. And if you look at them play fully healthy, they're just not fully healthy totally, but they got CJ back now. Uh-huh. They're looking like one of those prime teams in the West. And like I said, what I tell you, who was a sleeper for, for MVP that basically nobody was talking about till Joel got hurt? Like, I feel like I was ahead of the curve on Dame. And obviously, I love him. But I feel like I was ahead of the curve. I could be wrong, but I think I'm ahead of the curve on that. But they trade Norman Powell for Rodney Hood and Gary Trent. Now, Gary Trent, to me, is 22. He, he I don't think he can, well, he might. He's 22. Remember, Norman Powell's 28. He's in for a bag, and he's going to be a free agent. That's why I don't get the move. You have a Gary Trent, who I think is also going to be, I think it's a team option or player option, one of the two. I think it's a team option. But he's also going to be a free agent, but he's going to take, he's probably going to take a little pay cut for you if you stick with him, Portland. Like, didn't his dad play there or something too? Like, and Gary Trent is on a shooting slump. But then I'm telling y'all right now, I'm predicting it. Gary Trent's going to go on a tear, and it's not going to be because he got traded. He's on a shooting slump. This is a fucking game of percentages. Like we've been talking about with Luka. He was shooting awful from the three, and now look at him. He's hitting eight threes. Six threes, going six for nine, nine for eight, or nine for eight. Yeah, that's good. Improper fraction, eight for nine, shit like that. And I think he's going to start balling. But Norman Powell is not a needle mover, as we say, for a championship with Portland. I, I don't understand what Portland doesn't get about neglecting perimeter defense in the NBA. Because when it comes down to it, they're trying to do the we make timely stops and not consistent stops, and that's not smart. Because when it comes down to it, once again, when it comes down to it, those guys like Kawhi, those guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Jamal Murray, they're hitting that fucking shot whether you got a hand up in your face or not. And you're not going to get a timely stop against those elite guys. And I think you need a... a a really amazing defender to stop those guys, and Derrick Jones Jr. is not going to do it for you. Look at their starting lineup right now. Mello, yikes. C.J. McCollum, Dame Lillard, Derrick Jones Jr., and Ennis Cantor. That is fucking crazy. It's just not going to work out well, and Toronto is so... Oh, Masai Nujiri, I love you, man. You have shown that you know what the fuck you're doing, and who am I to question you, but I'm questioning you. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing with this? You give away Terrence Davis, 
Norman Powell, don't trade your old point guard. And you have three open roster spots now, you're going to go to the buyout market? You're depending on free agency? And then Kyle Lowry is going to leave? You're going to have to build around a who we thought was a top 15 player, Siakam. Like, he was around that because he had such a big improvement. One of those guys where I say, hey, just because they improve that much is not make him that good. He's one of those guys. He really ain't that good, but you think he is? What we thought was a top 15 player on that one year ain't that. He's not that good. Chris Boucher is fantastic. Defensive liability. And yes, he does. He can block shots. He's a rim protector. He's not a great defender. Bam was bullying his ass, and he's 6'8". Like, if you have a big guy down there, he cannot guard them. So, I, they have Fred Van Vliet, though, you know? And they got their core three, really. But at the same time, I want to see how that goes. In the, in the near future, we could see Fred Van Vliet get, get moved, all that shit. They may, for some for some reason, they may start over, but I don't see them doing that because Toronto ain't built like that. And if they do, their player development system is quite good. That's why they wanted Tyler Hero. But Pat Riley called your bluff. Can't bluff with a godfather. You can't bluff. So I, I dislike the move a lot. I do. I think Gary Trent's going to do good on the uh, the Raptors, though. They, they move the ball well, and he's going to get a lot of open shots, and he's going to get an opportunity to ball out. Once again, those guys being moved opens up minutes for him to go out there and show his ass, you know? So on to the next trade. Uh, Gary Clark and Aaron Gordon get traded for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and the 25 first-round pick. Denver gets Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. Uh, Gary Clark is just probably just a cap filler. He averages like three points a game. I think I looked it up. I was like, I haven't seen this guy, and I watch the Magic a lot, quote-unquote, a lot, because they play the Heat a lot, because they're a division opponent. Um, and then Orlando gets a young guy, RJ Hampton, and an injury-prone Gary Harris, who I always thought had so much potential but could not stay on the court, right? So Orlando just had a fucking fire sale. They, and I'm about to get into the Vucevic trade, but they had a fucking fire sale. They're like, all right, Vucevic was gone. Everybody's out of here. So, Aaron Gordon, they're trying to do the Jeremy Grant 2.0 thing. It's not what Aaron Gordon is, but I see what they're doing. And Aaron Gordon brings athleticism. And crazy thing, Aaron Gordon is fucking 25. Aaron Gordon is 25 years old, man. He really is. I thought he was 29, 36, something. I've watched him play his whole career and in college. So, now that I get older, I keep forgetting these guys come to the league at 18, 19, seven-year vet. They're 25. I'm like, bruh, that's insane. But he brings shooting. Open shooting. I looked it up. He has a 44%, what is it, 44% on open spot-up threes. And he's going to get a lot of those. And he's also, Aaron Gordon is Aaron Gordon. He can give you 17 to 20 a night, every night. You know? It just depends on how he uses athleticism and if he's feeling it that night. And I want to see him on a winner. I really do. I want to see him on a on a winning team to see if that makes him better, motivated, all that. But I think a lineup with uh, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, uh, Nikola Jokic, and maybe a Will Barton or a Paul Millsap out there, that's, that's tough. That's fucking tough. That's a long athletic lineup. Um, not a great defensive lineup, 
but I feel like with their their length and Jokic has some hands, bro. Jokic is slow as fuck, but he can steal that rock. He can steal the ball. Um, I think they'll force some turnovers, to be honest. I don't think they'll be an elite defensive team, but they can get some stops. That's all I'm saying. They can get some turnovers. And I think causing turnovers in the NBA is more essential than getting big stops. I know that sounds crazy. I think you need easy buckets in the NBA because they're hard to come by. So I think that Denver wins that trade. I think that Orlando is, yikes, poor Terrence Ross. I wish he was getting dealt to a contender. I would love to see it. All right, so we got we only got three trades left, guys. Um, the Vucevic trade, all right? Orlando gets Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, a 21 first-rounder protected top four pick, and a 23 first-round pick. And then Chicago gets Vucevic and Aminu. Now, to me, I think that's a fair. I think it's fair on both sides. I like. I like it. I like. I, li- I like this trade here. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is a very good young player. Uh sucks that he was matched with Lori Morgan and Zach Levine and all that. Colby White and he kind of was on the back burner. You know, I think he came into the league out of Duke and he he seemed like he was going to be a very good player and then ended up kind of flaming out a little bit because when Laurie Markkinen came back, the franchise was really honed in on Laurie Markkinen, you know, and then they got Kobe White. They kind of just jumbled their roster together, and it became like a clash of heads between the young players, and then Wendell Carter once again just kind of flamed out and was on the side. So I think Wendell Carter is going to have a, a good statistic season, uh, statistical season, statistic season, whatever, uh, when he goes over there to Orlando because I think he's very talented. And Otto Porter's Otto Porter, just a disappointing, I think he's the second pick in the draft, right? Um, just another guy that just didn't turn out how he wanted. It's like Jabari Parker with injuries. It sucks. But Otto Porter's Otto Porter. He's probably going to get bought out and fucking get paid in the market, just like LaMarcus Aldridge, um, and see what happens there. Now, Chicago. Chicago got a little lineup now. Chicago got, got, uh, got some hoopas. You're talking about Zach Levine. Colby White is about to have a field day with Vucevic. Um, Lori Markinen. Oh, God. Zach Levine, Lori Markinen, uh, uh, fuck, and Vucevic. I mean, Lord have mercy that offense. Now, they're going to be abysmal on defense, probably. But Jesus, they're going to be fun. They're going to be putting up points. I love to see a pick and roll with Vucevic and Zach Levine. I would love to see. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. I think they're going to be a, a pretty good team to watch. That's an entertaining team after the uh, the the trade deadline to watch to me. I think it's the Heat and Chicago are the, probably the biggest winners here. Um, and then we got Boston getting Evan Fournier. And once again, Orlando just tossing people around. For Jeff Teague and two second rounders? Dog, they were out here just like, oh, let's, uh, you know, what'd you say? You want him? For what? Nah, fuck it. Just send us whatever you want. Just make sure the cap's right. That's literally. They're just in here just doing trade finder on fucking 2K. I mean, this dude, Evan Fournier, is giving you 19 points on 40% from the three-point line, and he has an expiring contract. Why the fuck not? <laughs> and you give up Jeff Teague, who don't touch the floor unless Kimba's hurt, and Kimba's been playing hurt, so it doesn't matter, so he's not going to touch the floor anyways. Like, and two second rounders? 
Oh, guys, oh, an announcement came out. Guess what? Da Danny Ainge was almost there to get Vucevic again. He was almost there. And then next time, he's going to be this close to trading for fucking, like, Bam Adebayo. He's going to be this close to getting Kyle Lowry. Shut up, Danny. Shut up! Shut the fuck up, Danny fucking Ainge. Shut the fuck up. I literally see these reports every fucking year. Boston was so close to getting Jeremy Grant. Then it came out. I'll never forget. Jeremy Grant said, I didn't call. I didn't get a call from the Boston Celtics. Talking about we were really close to getting them. Shut up, Danny. Danny fucking Ainge, dude. Shut up. Oh, my God. Evan Fournier. Now, what does this do for them? I don't fucking know. It's a second primary ball handler that can get a score. Thing is, they're going to turn him into a fucking sh a spot-up shooter. Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker dribbled the fucking air out of the ball. Mostly Jason Tatum more than Kimba, but Kimba does too. That's why I think Jalen Brown is uh, hes such a good second option because he doesn't have a wasted movement on the court. He doesn't take six dribbles, and he can. He can. He does have those superstar moves. He does have them iso ball plays. But most of the time, it's I'm attacking, I'm pulling up. I'm attacking, I'm dunking. I'm attacking, I'm stepping back three. I'm shooting a spot up three. He has very rarely uh, what they call negative plays, turnovers, um, really bad shots. Jalen Brown does not have those. He doesn't have a lot of negative plays, which is very good. See, I just don't see how this fits in. I don't see where they put him. Is he a bench guy? Which he has to be, right? Because their closing lineup is what? Tatum, uh, Smart, Kimba, Brown, and then Robert Williams, Mo Wagner now, Tristan Thompson? Who are you going to throw in there? You know, and he's not going to be in the closing lineup. So it's, I don't understand why you get him. You know? Just because he can score for about 15 to 20? I thought they uh, another move they could make was like if they let go of Kimba or something, but I was like, it's not going to happen. Why would they do that? Because they're pretty they're pretty sold on Kimba being their guy, which is fucking stupid to me. But yeah, I don't understand that move either. I don't. For Orlando, Boston wins that trade because I think Brad Stevens is like Spolstra. Just give us the most talented people I can basically have, and fucking I'll just throw shit at the fans. See what works. But that rotation. And I have to take back what I said. That rotation's going to be fucked up for a couple, like, 10 to 15 games. That rotation's going to be blasted. Um, I said Boston was contenders. I revoked that statement. Ah, yeah, I revoked that statement. It's, it's gone. Yeah, that, that statement does not count. I, I take it back. They're not contenders. They're just not they're not a good basketball team, man. They have talent. They're not a good basketball team. There's a difference. So and then the last trade. <laughs> I mean, it's a pointless trade. <laughs> um oh by the way, Chicago is the number 10 seed. And I just want to remind y'all, Vucevic is averaging 25, 12, and four, shooting 41 from the three-point line, shooting like seven a game, six a game, something like that. So just remember that. That's what they're adding. Okay, so Brad Wanamaker. Last trade of the day, baby. <laughs> Brad Wanamaker to Charlotte for some cash to replace Lonzo Ball's injury. Kind of sucks Lonzo's hurt. But, you know, and, and it's also shitty because their playoff dreams are probably dead without their best player. And uh, 
it is what it is. Hopefully, Devontae Graham can step up, and he ain't going to be no uh, LaMelo. Sorry, did I say Lonzo? LaMelo. Uh, yeah, see what happens to that team. But, guys, guess what? I, I broke it all down for you. I gave you a long-ass fucking... There was only, what, 16 trades, something like that? I, did, I don't even know if I covered all of them. There's still P.J. Tucker or something like that. Uh, but I didn't... Let's count the trades that I covered. This, we're going to go over them. All right, let's go. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and I'm pretty sure if you had multi trades, it was sixteen. So I broke them all down. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Was on my basketball nerd shit today. Not gonna be a lot of editing in this podcast. It was fucking fun to do it again. Shout out Buford, my motherfucking killer. My, what's popping? No shirt on. Just, just vibes. Just vibes. Backward snap. Backward snap. Just vibing. You know what I mean? So. Hope y'all enjoy this basketball nerd shit. I know a lot of y'all tune in for some like funny intro. Didn't have one today. I'm going to start writing some more jokes like a fucking stand-up comedian. Get them in here. Uh, but yeah, man. Let's do the damn thing. I hope y'all enjoyed this. The heater fucking bike. And I'm out, man. The, the greatest podcaster alive is out. And I hope y'all enjoyed my basketball nerd shit. We back on our shit. I'm going to try to be more nerdy. Bring this, uh, bring this sports pod shit to a... To like actual like make it a total sports pod and actually have my nerdy breakdowns because I know that's what a lot of my viewers are looking for. So guys, I love you guys. Thank y'all for always listening. Man, y'all enjoy this shit. Go Heat, go Hogs in the Sweet Sixteen, baby. I'll be catching that tomorrow. And uh, yeah, y'all have a good night, man. The greatest podcaster is out. Do.